Welcome to Ikoi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. We have read from two passages of the Bible. Proverbs 31 verse 30, which we often um, read whenever we are having um, Mother's Day like this. And also First Peter chapter 3 which we often, often read or refer to when we're talking about marriage. However, this morning, my topic is the supernatural woman. Because as a church, our theme this year is um, God of supernatural help. We're talking about supernatural help. So we want to see how we are connected to the theme of the church, even as we celebrate Mother's Day today. In Proverbs chapter 31, verse 13, I love the translation read by um, Dickness Emma. But I'll read my translation, which I'm sure many of us also have. The Bible says, Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Looking through this passage, the Bible talks about two things. That as women, we have to be careful about, but which we normally give attention to. We give attention to our charm, we give attention to our beauty. But the Bible says they are fleeting. And if you read the book of Proverbs 31 from verse 10, we see all the qualities of this woman that is seen as a very good woman, that exemplary woman. The woman that should be celebrated. I took some time to look at the, the dictionary meaning of the word charm, of the word uh, beauty. And I will also take time to compare what the dictionary says about some other words that we're going to talk about this morning. Well, according to the Bible, uh, to the dictionary, charm is... Um, is that which has the power to attract or to fascinate. Charm is that which has the power to attract or to fascinate. So when you say someone is, is charming, it means that person is fascinating. That person is attractive. Uh, when you see that person, you want to give him or her some attention. That is the meaning of charm. So when we talk about beauty, we're talking about the outlook, the qualities, like um, being, looking sharp, looking colorful, you know, the, the aesthetics that is appealing to the, to, the, to the eye. That is what we are talking about. So the Bible says these are fleeting. They do not last. They are not what our focus should be as women. And so as we talk about the supernatural woman this morning, what are we talking about? We're talking about living above natural. That is, that which exists that cannot be explained by man. So we're looking at the God factor, the spiritual in us. So the supernatural woman is the woman that carries God, that identifies and recognizes the, the place of God in her life. So it means the extra that God has, has put in you 
that is not in any other creation. And you know that every other creation, they were not supernatural. They were totally natural, and they still remain natural. So each of us must come to that understanding that we are first super because we carry the nature of God before we are natural. In essence, it means that our focus must be on the nature that God has given us, the God factor in us. Uh, in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, the Bible talks about, the Bible says, I mean, God told Jeremiah, before I formed you in, your, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. In other words, God had already known him. God was concerned about him. And in, in, the, in the story of creation in Genesis, man was, woman was created from man, and man was created in the image of God. So there's that image of God that we carry that makes us supernatural. The animals do not carry the image of God. The animals are not special. They are not supernatural because they were not created in the image of God. So it is only human beings, women or human beings that are created in the image of God. And that is why we should know and we should not forget that we are accountable to God and we will be accountable to God. And so as we celebrate Mother's Day today, God is calling our attention as women to the need for us to pay attention to him, to pay attention to our spirituality, to pay attention to our relationship with him, to pay attention to the things that are not fleeting, but to the things that are lasting. Unfortunately, today, we see that even the natural in us, the natural in us, we are trying to twist it to, to, to suit ourselves. We are living contrary. Today you find people living contrary, even the natural. They are using it contrary, in a contrary manner to the desire of God or the way the Lord would want us to. The Bible talks about, in Romans chapter 1, verse 27, how men are doing things like women and how women are doing things like men. How, how men want to become women, how women want to become men, and how men and men are, you know, trying to be husband and wife and all of that. All in the bid to even twist the natural. So you can see the depravity. And the Bible talks about giving them up to depraved mind because they have, they, have, they have decided not to do things that please the Lord. So there are so many things that we do that we try to change the value God has placed on us all in the name of modernity. But we must remember that the God that we serve is the creator and is the perfect designer. And he does not make mistakes. So whatever way he has created us, we must know that we have value because he has placed value on us. Another aspect that I see is that because some want to become supernatural, they go the extra mile. They do what they shouldn't do. They look for power where they should not look for power. Because they want to have the supernatural. So instead of connecting to God to get the supernatural, they connect with the devil to get the supernatural. And many times today, it has become fashionable in quotes. So it does not even matter whether 
you are educated or you are not educated. Anybody who is looking for power, something extra, who does not know God, will go the other way in order to seek power, in order to get more power to attain another height that you feel you need to attain. Who is the supernatural woman? This is my own definition of the supernatural woman. A supernatural woman is a woman who has redefined a person and personality, her values, a lifestyle in line with God's design and expectation for her life. I'm going to say, say that again. A supernatural woman is a woman who has redefined a person and personality, a values, a lifestyle in line with God's design and expectations for our life. And I'm going to take time to define each of these, these words that I've used in this definition. I mean, to consider the dictionary meaning. Number one, the supernatural natural woman is the woman who has redefined. So that's what redefined. It means to take time to consider. To take time to consider, to give new meaning to, to reevaluate. So as we are seated this morning, when we get to our homes, or even as we are seated and we begin to think about today being Mother's Day, we need to redefine to reevaluate, to begin to look at the deeper meaning of our being called a mother, of our being called a woman. What, what are the things that qualify me? What, what is that thing that makes me a woman, apart from my physical features? So it is necessary that every woman will look inward and ask herself, who am I? the sight of God. So there is that need for us to redefine, to take time to consider, to give new meaning, to, to reevaluate ourselves in the light of God, the way God has seen us. Because the society has their own expectations. What is God saying? How, do God, how does God see us? This is not limited only to those who are married amongst us. The singles also need to do this. Single ladies. And it is important for us. The reason why I'm talking about the singles or talking to the singles is also because if as a single lady, you know right from the onset that you are supernatural. You carry the nature of God. There's the God factor in you. You will know how to live your life you will know the impact you have to have in your life. You will, you will get it right in marriage because you will know that being married is not something that makes you complete, so to speak. It's not something that makes you fulfilled. Marriage is good. We want, to be, to want, we want all our young ladies who desire to marry to get married. But what I'm saying is this, that we do not become limited or hold back because we are not yet married. No. 
But from, if we get it right from this, from this time, we are able to reevaluate our existence in the light of God. We were able to know that there is more inside of us. So that is very important. The other word that I use in that um, definition is the word person. And of course, we know what it means. A human being. An individual. But I want us to look at the uniqueness in that person. That every one of us is unique as an individual. And so a supernatural woman is that woman who has reevaluated, who has taken time to consider our own uniqueness in the light of God. Not in the light of the society. Not in the light of anybody. We must never forget that. You must never forget that you're a person with your own uniqueness, with your own distinctiveness. You don't have to be like other people in order to, um, to be acceptable, in order to be pleasing to them. And today in the society, there are so many teachings going on that excites women. But if we do not consider who we are in the light of God, we will fall into error. Another word I used in that um, definition is personality. And this is the combination of the qualities that form an individual's distinctive character. So redefining your person has to do with redefining your characteristics, your distinctiveness. So if anyone does not understand this point, it will bring a lot of conflict. Who am I? What are those things that differentiate me from other women? So that we do not put all of us in the same box and treat all of us the same way. I do not behave like my other sisters are behaving. I do not do things the way my other sisters are doing things. I must understand my uniqueness, my own personality, my own distinctiveness. Recently, I'm sure many of our ladies have seen it. There's this video of a woman of God who was preaching and was challenging women to take up their responsibilities, to be, to be, to be hardworking, to make their own money, not to wait for their husbands to give them money. And the problem I have with that is the arrogance with which she was speaking. I didn't like the arrogance. And I didn't like some of the words she used. I think she used something like, you are, I think I've forgotten the word she used. But she used a very hard word. And some of the ladies were very excited. She was talking about, gone are the days when our mothers will wait for, our, for their husband to do this and that. You know, that was she was saying, and that was not the first I would see. She had said that every woman should work, you must make money and all of that. But you see, there are, I know women who do not work. They don't do eight to five job, but they are, what's the word now? They are women that I respect. They are women that have achieved so if everyone now begins to get excited and you feel, okay, everyone, I must just walk. Have you considered your own distinctive family, your own personality? 
your own setting as a woman. One size does not fit all. What works with A may not work with B. Family situations differ or differ. You must consider so many factors. And these are some of the things that many of us listen to. And they form the way we behave, the way we react to our husbands. And unfortunately, this has affected so many families. And families are breaking down because we feel one size fits all. One size does not fit all. Another word used in that definition is the word values. Values. And you know, in Serve the Master, one of the lessons we learned has to do with value system. Do we remember value system? Okay, so those of us who have done that discipleship program know that we talked about value system. And the dictionary defines value as the principles of standard of behavior. One's judgment of what is important in life. In other words, what we value is what we give attention to. What I judge to be important is what I give attention to. And it is important that we get our values right. The moment a woman gets her values right, the moment you know what is right, especially in the light of God, it makes your life easy. And so when we're talking about the supernatural woman, and when we're looking at the scriptures that we have read, First Peter chapter 3, from verse 3 to 4, and we're looking at Proverbs 31 verse 30, we'll see the value of that woman. And we see the value that God wants every woman. Uh, we, see, we see what God wants every woman to, to place value on, to place attention on. Not on the outward beauty, but on the inner beauty. So no one can get it right except they get their value system right. The relationship of a man in marriage, the relationship of a woman in marriage the way someone, um, somebody's attitude to issues, to church, to everything has to do with his or her value system. And so if we get our value system right under God, then it makes our life easier and it makes things successful for us. So as a woman today, it is common to see that many of us pay more attention to fleeting things. That as women, our attention is Onto fleeting things. And we all know that uh, it, is, it is increasing by the day. There are a lot of things that media is calling our attention to. There are a lot of, I mean, fashion keeps, keeps evolving. There's, there's no end to it. So as you get into this, there's another for you to run after, to run after, to run after. And as women, you know that it is our number one. Most times it is our number one priority. Except we pay attention, except we consciously call ourselves to order, we discover that we pay attention to these fleeting shadows. So our priority shouldn't be to those things that, that are seen, but those things that are not seen. Let's go back to Proverbs 31, verse 30. 
It says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. Another translation says, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So a supernatural woman is a woman who fears the Lord. And she cannot fear the Lord if she doesn't have a relationship with God. So the starting point for her is for her to have a genuine, to have had a genuine encounter with God, to have a one-on-one relationship with God. A woman who seeks to please God in everything she does. A woman who asks, who puts God first in everything she does. A woman who has encountered God genuinely. A woman who spends time on her knees. The Bible says that is the woman who fears the Lord. And that is the woman who we must praise. She is in constant communication with God. So as being supernatural is not only based on what she has achieved physically, financially, economically, but more importantly, what she has achieved spiritually. Good to have successful careers. It is good. It is good. However, what makes us supernatural, that God nature that God wants us to, to consider this morning is the fact that we are successful spiritually. So the question that must come to every one of us as we are seated here as women and as men who have women in our lives, one way or the other, if you do not have a wife, you have a mother or you have a sister, is that we should begin to look at that woman who fears the Lord as the supernatural woman. So I must, I must begin to think about my relationship with God in terms of how much time I spend in the presence of God every day. How much time? Let us, let us begin to get practical and, and, you know, let's get practical and ask ourselves, how much time do I spend before my mirror and how much time do I spend before my Bible? Let's, let's ask ourselves. How much, how much, how much of my thoughts is being occupied by fashion? Let's go, let's get as practical as that. Are we saying we shouldn't look good? No. Are we saying we should dress shabbily? No. But I'm saying that a woman who fears the Lord is that woman who doesn't spend two hours in front of the mirror and spend five minutes in front of our Bible. That is what the Bible is saying. And most times, if we are true to ourselves, we discover, in fact, many, many times we are the ones that make our men get, get little, isn't it? Especially African women. Maybe not, uh, you know, we are the ones that we tie our gilly and do this, do that, do that, do that. And today, there are people who do these things for us. There are people who do our makeup for us, like we saw. In, and we have all kinds of... We have the decking. We have the foundation. We have the... Don't we have all of that? We have the decking. We have the foundation. And we have the finishing. You have the roofing and the finishing. We have the contours. These are the kinds of names that we hear. I'm not saying we shouldn't look beautiful. 
But one important thing that God is saying to us this morning as we are celebrating Mother's Day is that let your beauty be that inner beauty that comes from inside. And I've discovered that a woman who spends time in the presence of the Lord has a natural beauty that makeup may not be able to, to, to give. And when you talk about makeup, you know the word makeup. It is not the original. Isn't it? I'm sure many people will crucify me this morning, the way these women are looking at me. <laughs> and I just want us to be as practical as possible. That if it is not, if you don't pass, you don't pass. Those who don't pass are the ones who do makeup. Isn't it? What I'm trying to say is that our attention should not be on those things that are just in addition to. But, uh, you know, some people will not leave the house. They will not come to church because their makeup, uh, what do you call them, has not come. And you see, when we, when we are having, I was at a wedding yesterday and I could not recognize the bride. And I was asking myself, this lady should have just remained the way she used to be. And that's one problem that I have. That on that day, in order to make you look so, so beautiful, they can, they can turn the lady, they, you just can't recognize them. The Bible says a woman who fears the Lord. That is what God is looking for. It is not just the outward beauty. You can have your makeup kit. I'm not, if you look at some of our bags now, some women will not go out with their Bible. They don't have any Bible in their, in their bag. But they have a, a purse that has uh, all those makeup things there. I'm not saying it is a sin. I hope you are getting me. But I'm saying that shouldn't be the priority. That our priority should be trying to build our inner, inner, inner spirit, building the soul, building... When, when, that place, that, when your soul is fed, when you are, you are, you are spiritually fed, you, you carry that beauty naturally. You do not need any addition. But if you think you need any addition, it will not be that which takes your time. You are spending 30 minutes tying gele. 40 minutes, tying gele. Five minutes, praying. The Lord will help us. The Bible says beauty fades. And it can change. So our attention should be more on the inner beauty than the outward beauty. Let's read First Peter. First Peter, chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 6. It says, Wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and reference of your lives, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, 
such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be that of your inner self. The unfading beauty of what? The unfading beauty of what? A gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth. And I want you to underline that word. Great worth in God's sight. If God says, this is what, what is important to me. In other words, when God is looking at me as a woman, what he wants, what, what he counts as important, what gives him, um, what makes him happy about me is that gentle and quiet spirit. Is he saying that when you, go, when you move around, you don't talk? No. But he's saying that you are humble to that point where even if your husband is, is an unbeliever, because of the way you behave, because of the way you talk to him, because of the way you relate with him, he can, he can think about giving his life to Jesus. And today we find that because of civilization, because of, in fact, many people in Africa and in Nigeria now, they will tell you that you, you, you also have right as he has right. Oh yes, he has right, you have right. But this that we have read, was it written today? Was it written by any one of us here? It was written through the hand of God, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And God is saying here, through Peter, that in the same way now, in the same way, he's referring to something. So, and we have to go to chapter, I mean, verse, chapter 2, yes, verse 23. It says, talking about Jesus Christ, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no stress. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. So in the same way that Jesus was quiet, in the same way that Jesus didn't retaliate, Bible says in the same way, women also should be submissive to their husbands. So if the society is telling you that you can also, you have a right. Yes, we have a right. We have a say. But when we talk about submission, what we are saying is that the husband has the final say. Is your head? You must. You must give. You must. You must give submission. No, let people say, "Ah, you are a zombie. You are. You are old school." Yes, or you don't know what you are talking about. Well, if the Bible says I must submit to my husband, it means you must submit to my husband. You must submit to my husband. However, people will interpret that your submission as weakness. They will, they will interpret that your submission to foolishness. They will interpret that your submission to, oh, you don't even know what you are doing. It means that you just think, you, you, you don't even know what you are doing. Well, if the Bible says submit, why will I not submit? In other words, the beauty that God sees as importance is the beauty that is seen in my relationship with my husband. And so today as we celebrate Mother's Day, let every woman that is married here, see, your being called mother is not only in the fact that you gave birth to children, 
but in the fact that you live a responsible life that is a blessing to the people around you. Your husband should be the number one beneficiary of the grace of God in your life. Your husband should be happy that he's married to you. Your husband should be, should be, should be able to, to give you an instruction and you will be able to say, okay, my husband, although I would have preferred it this way, but if this is what you want, let us go and see. And I've, 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 I've come to that conclusion and realization that when there is unity in the family, things go well. When there is submission on the part of the woman, things go well. It is easy for a man to submit, to agree with a woman that is submissive. And there is a thin line between being a Christian and not being a Christian in marriage. As we relate with other women outside, I discover that if care is not taken, those other women do not need to sit us down and give us instruction, do it this way, don't do it this way. But as you listen to them and you watch them talk about their own homes, talk about the way they behave with their husband, you also begin to gradually think that, that is true. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. And so you see yourself reacting. You see yourself behaving somehow to your husband. And you begin to have friction in your home. So being a supernatural woman does not mean that you are invincible. But it means that you can be weak because you have allowed God to be your strength. You can, you can give, you can allow it, just allow it because you want peace. That is what it means to be a supernatural woman. And so the Bible says that the beauty does not come from the adornment, from the clothing, but there's an unfading beauty. Beauty fades with age, but there's an unfading beauty that will not fade with age. And that is the beauty that comes from the inside. The beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit. And verse 5 says, For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. Are you paying attention to this scripture? It says those women, the way they make, they, they, they make themselves beautiful was in paying attention to their husbands. In paying attention to their husbands. In, 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 in submitting to their husbands and having time for their husbands. And it says, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called, called her what? Called her what? Uh-huh. Master, you are daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to her, to fear. And they say over Sabia's wife, where they call him husband, daddy. You know, I used to, I, he, I hear that. They say over Sabia's wife is the one that calls her husband, daddy. Eh, over Sabi, call him daddy. You can call him his name if you want to. Call him by his name, you know. But you see, if you call him whatever you call him and you do not respect him, it does not make any sense. When, when your husband says, sit down, how many of us will sit down? Some of us will look at him. Are you talking to me? Sit down. I'm sure many of our young people are like, what are we saying? We are in the 21st century. But if the Bible talks about submission, the Bible talks about being humble, we must follow the Bible. 
I'm not saying the man will now make the woman useless and make her um, of no value. No. That is a wicked man. That is why single women don't marry wicked men. Marry from the church. Although there are wicked men in the church. There are wicked men in the church now. Some are Christians, so, but they have not been, they have not been, that's their value system has not been dealt with. There are some men, their value system has not, it's the local, their village value system. They are, they say, in my place, women don't talk. Women don't talk. So, she has no say. Those are wicked men. I hope we do not have them in this church. We don't have them in this church. So, God has deposited a lot in you that you need to discover and bring out so, can, so that you can live the way that will bring glory to God and join to those who are around you. What is of great worth in God's sight is a gentle and quiet spirit. Although today we see it as weakness. So the time we, pay atten- we spend paying attention to our outward appearance should be spent at the feet of the master. So the question every woman needs to ask herself today is, why do I value the things that I value? Where is the place of God in my life? And how much time do I have for God? I know it is not easy especially with children, with this, with that. I know women are doing a lot, and I commend women. Women, are, they can do 10 things together. You are in the kitchen. You are still doing this. You are still doing that. Child, children are pulling you here and there. You are still thinking of this and that. Women are supernatural. But don't let anything take your place in God's presence. Remember, whatever work you do that denies you of quality time for God, you need to reconsider. Anything you do that denies you of quality time for your spouse and your family, you need to reconsider. Any social engagement that hinders you from having enough time for your family and your God must be checked. Your personality traits your position, the position you occupy, whether even in church or anywhere, that does not allow you time for your family, you must check it. So in conclusion today, as we celebrate motherhood, let us remember that being a woman is a blessing. It connotes adding value, bringing forth. And so we need to sow into our spiritual life so that those who are around us can enjoy the grace of God upon our lives and also be fulfilled because they are around us. I pray that as we celebrate today it will be a time of renewal and revival for us in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us go to the Lord in prayers. Our Lord and our Father we appreciate the time that you have given us on earth especially as women that are being celebrated today. 
Father, Lord, we pray that you will help us to pay attention to the things that matter. You will help us to renew our relationship with you, to reconsider our work with you. Father, Lord, to redefine our relationship with other people, to know that any relationship that takes our attention away from you is not worth it. Father, we pray, whatever sacrifice we need to make, Lord, grant us grace, O Lord, to make them in Jesus' name. We pray, Father, that you will bless all of these women, that you will make their lives meaningful in the name of Jesus Christ. That God, the gentle and quiet spirit that they need in order to please you and please their husbands or family members, people around them, people that you have, you have, you have given to them. Father, Lord, I pray you will grant unto your people in the name of Jesus Christ. As many as are here this morning, what are not really fulfilled, Lord, we pray that God, that grace that they need in order to find fulfillment in being a woman, you will grant unto them in Jesus' name. Lead us on, O King Eternal, and help us to live for you forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ekoebaptistchurch.org.